It was a dark night in mid-October in Dallas, Texas. Three amazingly beautiful, hilarious siblings Deshay, Sage, and Storm walk into a bar. From behind the light of a single candle, as the drinks begin to flow, so do the stories. And as per usual, they turn dark very quickly. <laughs> it was funny because you like cut yourself off. You're like, I already put... <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Three Siblings Walk Into a Bar. I'm Storm, the youngest sibling. <laughs> I'm <Deshae>, the oldest <laughs> sibling. <laughs> and I'm Sage, the middle sibling. I was looking at you. <laughs> I didn't know who was next, so I was just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know why I forget the order all the time. Listen, like I'm the oldest, I should know. Well, it's because we <clears throat> did it weird, like it's not in yeah. order. So it's weird to figure yeah. out what's going on. So just because it's on my brain earlier, I was listening to what's going to be last week's episode. Yeah. So the one I did mm-hmm. and <laughs> there was a part in it where I was talking about a cemetery and I full on but clear as day said Timisary. Yeah, you did. Timisary. Neither, neither one of y'all said a fucking word. I didn't like, even notice. I looked even at Storm I... to see if she noticed because you were on a roll and I didn't want to stop you. So... <gasps> I had no idea. Yep. I didn't I even. LOLing. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. And you know what? I caught myself doing that my last episode. Um. I don't remember what I said though, but I put a T or a D when it should have been a C and mm-hmm. I just blew right through it. Like, yeah, who cares? And I'm going to do it again tonight. And who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and who cares? You just got to own it. This is exactly. our podcast. We can say yeah. whatever we want. <laughs> Am I having a stroke? What is going on? <laughs> having a <Well>. stroke? <laughs> oh. Speaking of stroke, I was listening to... Um, and that's why we drink earlier. They were doing a um, an episode about the Simpsons. Ah, okay. About like, you know, like how they've actually made stuff. They didn't make stuff come true, but like a lot of the stuff that they... Yeah. They made it come, come true. true. <laughs> that, They're the reason. That's what I say. They are the reason it came true. <laughs> and um, they were talking about when... What's their name? The... People, the circus people that had the um, lions. Oh, Siegfried and Roy. Uh, yeah. Yes. So um, apparently, it was a whole like conspiracy that either the lion just like turned into a lion and ate him, or they thought that the lion can sense that he was going to have a stroke and tried to save him, but because he's a lion. Yeah, hmm. or a tiger, or whatever it is. I don't know. Tiger. Um, I'm gonna save you. <laughs> that like it hurt Oops. him really bad. <laughs> yeah. <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs> My TikTok. There's this uh, this girl that has like, I'm assuming it's diabetes, but her dog can like smell when something's low like her blood sugar is low or something oh yeah yeah and mm-hmm. brings her like juice and stuff oh, like that's cool. she's in the shower and she'll set up her video camera like just in case and the dog comes in sticks his head in and like pokes her with his head and then goes and grabs juice and brings it to her that's so cool that is so cool it's dogs wild, are so and it's smart. just something like in their blood like in our blood that they can smell when it's off hmm that's crazy. Dogs are yeah. seriously, they are so smart. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and they were saying, I was reading something once that was like, that we could do a lot of the stuff that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, we just haven't locked into that part of our brain or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm like, well, they can't do math. Right. So. <laughs> they don't have thumbs. <laughs> they don't have do thumbs. math either. So that's okay. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I draw pictures for a living. That's what I got. <laughs> I took. Uh, hey, I can't do that. <laughs> what was it? Sam? No, Deegan. Back to the doctor. I'll tell you all about that. But and she was telling me how tall it was. She said it in like inches or whatever they give it to you in. And I'm like, what's that? And I'm like, I can't math. And she's like, 
I can't either. (laughs) Okay, well. That's what I hate. I'm like, don't tell me in inches. I just need to know. I know. Like, especially when they're little babies and they can't stand up and they're like, okay, it's 24 inches. I'm like, that's easy math so I can figure it out. But when they're like, and I'm like, I don't, is that three feet? Is it two feet? Is it a foot and 20 inches? Like, what is this? At least she was real with you and was like, I don't know. If a client (laughs) asked me something about like, a percentage or something i'm like oh let me just like figure this out i have no idea yeah no idea mm-hmm. yeah but it i pretend the, like i do <laughs> yeah it was at the urgent care and i just feel like she could she could care less but she oh, was yeah. sweet but he so he had have to. was it last week a week before i don't fucking know he had she got tested positive for strep throat or scarlet fever i think i told y'all that that's you? wild to me yeah yeah so weird when i heard that i was like it's plague mm-hmm. it's not it's just strep throat with the rash for those who didn't know i didn't know so Stinky anyways they give him me yeah that's crazy they gave him moxicillin mm-hmm. he's okay after a little bit they gave him he definitely didn't get 10 days worth of it because he's mm. he does not take medicine well he threw it up the first couple times he took it they gave him a steroid he could not even take that because it tastes mm-hmm. disgusting so anyways but then he was fine so then fast forward to this week he wakes up monday morning with a fever oh no are you serious what i'm like you and he said mom my throat hurts i'm like you've got to be what is happening Mm -hmm. so i called the doctor and i'm like does he just need to run another round of antibiotics like what's going on so i took him back they tested him again. It was positive. They're like, honestly, it could have been just the, you know, he didn't get a full 10 days worth and the amoxicillin yeah. just wasn't strong enough. So, and she said that. that, that sep, sep, whatever yeah, it's called. something like that. But yep. that shit is potent. And I mean, mm-hmm. he's he was good after 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, he still story. got like a cough and runny nose, but his rash is gone and everything. And I'm like, good sweet I baby can't even she said nope. you couldn't develop like an immunity to it to amoxicillin because mm-hmm. yeah. that's just people give it so often yeah for everything and then she was talking about later you can develop an allergy to it and i'm like well my sister and i both did yeah because mm-hmm. we took it forever like i don't think yeah. my allergy started until i was like 10 12 we were something. yeah i was like a teenager yeah, yeah. I just remember being like, um, mom, <laughs> I'm really itchy and I have these things all over me. And she was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every time I hear that, I think of uh, House Bunny when mm-hmm. she's giving that speech at the end of erythromycin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's so it's good. It's one of my favorites. I just love her in general, too. She's yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. I think she has a podcast now. Really? Everybody has a podcast now. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ours is just the best though. So. That's true. Right. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 wait. Well, mm. what do we always forget to do? Oh, <laughs> yes. I was about to start um, being hateful, but thank you for yeah. reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so where we can where we where you can find us instagram twitter at three swb podcast and three siblings walk into a bar on facebook please go talk like comment all the things also we love it when you guys give us ideas for stories so that way we know what you want to listen to and it helps us think of stuff when we've looked at 70,000 different murders mm-hmm. and it would be nice to just pick one. Yep. <laughs> um, also, I in particular need ideas for paranormal stuff because mm. I can go through a rabbit hole and then not be able to pick one with that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, please rate five stars. It's super, super helpful for us. Um, if you are rating on Apple, please also leave a comment or like a essay. I don't know. What are they called? <laughs> An essay. I mean, it's a re- it's a review. They can give you, yeah. you have the option of just leaving stars, but also leave an actual worded 
comment because it's really helpful on Apple. You to write us an essay. Yes. Uh, double space. Double space. Thirteen point font. Kaiser <laughs> Roman. Twelve pages front and back. Exactly. <laughs> uh, need your whole life story. Yeah. Oh Lord. Okay, now on to being hateful. Tennessee, listen, I don't understand. Like, what? I'm going to Google how many people are in Tennessee. So we know how many people to be mad at? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I Really, I just don't, I don't get it. Why do they hate us so much? Who knows? They're one of our southern states, our southern friends. Our southern friends. If I can type. Just type in 10 IC. Uh, in 2021, there was 6.9 million people. Okay. I mean. And one of you can't listen to the podcast? I, know, right? I mean, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what if they're like blocking us in Tennessee? Yeah, they're like. <laughs> you know, like North Korea, they just like put a thing yeah, on so nobody. Exactly. Just <laughs> oh Lord! We're like Voldemort. You just can't say three <laughs> siblings walked into a bar in Tennessee. <laughs> Those siblings that cannot be named. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Lord! <gasps> oh the my state gosh. that didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole entire war breaks out in the United States, and it's exactly. all. Yeah. They wouldn't listen to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Well. So to get back at you guys, I picked a story tonight that's a little gnarly. It's <laughs> gonna start off real strong. My favorite. And it's gonna finish real strong. Dope. And it's all Tennessee's fault. And I want everyone to know that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you did to us. Yeah. I'm gonna be very toxic. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Just gaslight an entire state. <laughs> um, okay. So the name of this friend is the soul sucker. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a fun one. His name is Garland Milam. He was born in 1965 He lived with his mom for a little bit up until he was about a toddler. And then he was taken away by the state of California and moved in with his aunt, him and his siblings. Garland said that she was physically and emotionally abusive to him and his siblings. Um, She later will say she has no comment Mm. towards that. So that could go either way though. It could like, it could be true. Yeah. And she doesn't want to say anything or she could be like, oh, my kids are lying again. Mm-hmm. I forgot my water and I need to like swallow and I can't because <laughs> I don't know why I didn't bring my water. Um, I think it is true. So mom obviously had issues if the kids were taken away, but yeah. um, his sister later talks about That she went through the same things and she didn't turn out like he did. So mm. I'm pretty sure it was the aunt. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put a little um, notice in here. I am about to say something about animal stuff that is not going to be that great to listen to. So if you don't want to hear it, I'm going to say it really fast. But <laughs> just skip. now I would skip about 30-ish seconds. <clears throat> Oh, man. So around the age of 10, he did start taking his anger out on small animals. And small animals is kittens and dogs. He said, quote, the kittens, I would twist their necks until they broke. The puppies, I smothered until they were dead. It was just something I desired to do. Oh, my God. Wow. So pretty much he, he... I have a lot of quotes. He went through a whole um, interview. So this is where I got most of this information from. Mm. Um, He pretty much was saying his family life was horrible and he, he didn't like his aunt and he would just get so mad. And that was just, it drove him to do that, Mm -hmm. but he didn't want to, he didn't want to do it, but he, he felt like he had to. Interesting. Yes. (laughs) 
So he left home when he was um, a teenager. He decided he would rather be homeless than live with his aunt. Um, and he was a hitchhiker, so he kind of moved around all over. At one point, he was a busboy at a truck stop in Cisco, Texas, and he lived with a man that raised goats. He seemed pretty happy there. He had friends and everything. He was working as the busboy, and he heard a rumor that he was going to get laid off, and he got really mad. And so, again, I'm going to say one more thing about animals. I'm going to say it really fast, so just press your 30 seconds really quick if you don't want to hear it. Quote, I kind of went into a little bit of a rage. There were some baby goats that had just been born. I killed them with a garbage bag. I tied it around their heads and tied it in a knot so they couldn't get it off. Oh, my God. God. So with that, I'm like, you literally just wanted to sit and watch them suffer. Yes. Yes. Like, there was no, yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Wow. So after that, he started hitchhiking some more. Um, he was kind of all over the place. He said that if whenever he was hitchhiking, if he was constantly moving, he didn't have that desire to kill. He mm. was busy. He stayed busy. It's kind of, you know, like idle hands. You get yeah. bored. Yeah. What do I do? Um, and then for a while, he lived in Tuscan, Arizona, and he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And he thinks it's from his childhood abuse from his aunt. Yeah. And then once he, once his aunt heard that, that's when she said, I don't have any comment about mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. She also said that he was an uncontrollable child. Now it sounds like he's blaming everything on everybody but himself. So she kind of seems like a bitch, you yeah. know, like I just. So he would act out and, and she just thought he wanted attention. So she was probably super horrible to him. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. Ugh, makes me ugh, all of it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this, and I hate, like, this man is obviously a horrible, horrible man yeah. and did horrible things. But I read stuff like this and I'm like, at what point do we go, okay, aunt, you yeah. also need to go to prison because you... Not that he entirely turned out because turned out that way because of you, but like you were that structure that helped right. make yeah. him that way. Yeah. Whatever. So he would go to town and town. He would do odd jobs to get money, to get around hitchhiking. He also started self-medicating doing drugs. He said his mother, before she had died, had introduced him to meth and drinking. Huh? Yeah. Wait, she connected him. His mother, his actual mother, not his aunt. How? I thought he left her when he was... A kid. A kid. I'm assuming they still had contact. I don't oh, know if yeah. the aunt was like sister or something. Yeah. Um, but she, he said that she was a topless dancer... And a biker. Okay. And so I'm assuming not this, to all of this stereotype any of that, but very similar to the Rob Zombie Halloween. All of it. Yeah. I all would it. say it is now that you said that. Yes. Wow. Okay. So in nineteen ninety five he moved to Florida with his little brother named Tommy Johnston. Tommy helped get him a job out there and find a place to live. And he wanted to help get Garland's life back together. Mm -hmm. He wanted to help his brother. Garland started doing a lot more drugs, specifically meth, but he did other things too. But he, it it was like the second he got into Florida, he went crazy with the drugs. Yeah. This was like the seventies, right? 95. Oh, never mind. (laughs) I was three. (laughs) Tommy had woken up one morning and Garland was gone. Garland had left him a note that said he sold his bike for a crack rock. Wow. Damn. Garland said that he ended up leaving because he started having um, thoughts of killing Tommy. Mm -hmm. And that's when he started doing a lot more drugs, thinking it would make his mind numb and it wasn't working. So he left. Okay. 
So I'm like, at least you're self-aware enough. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, at that point, you were self-aware enough, I guess. Right. So he ended up in Nashville, Tennessee, and that was by accident. He was trying to hitchhike from New Mexico to Maine and couldn't get a ride. Okay. So he was stuck in Nashville for a hot minute. While he was there, he got a lot of tattoos and he got these ones they are on the sides of his head. Well, I guess they go from like the side of his head and then they go back towards the back of his head mm-hmm. and they're little squares or like rectangles and they've got eyeballs in them. Wow, and he, he said he got them as a joke. So he was friends with the tattoo artists that did them. Mm-hmm. And he said that, um, the tattoo artist used to say that it was really easy to sneak up on him. And then he mm. said, quote, you need eyes in the back of your head, he said. So I said, what if I had eyes all around my head? The artist that did it couldn't draw quite well. <laughs> huh? That's a- Damn. Well, okay. I, I couldn't really find an up close picture of it, but it genuinely just looks like rectangles on the side of his head. So I couldn't. I'm going to have to see if I can Google one to like, but I, you can't even see the eyeballs. Like it literally mm-hmm. just looks like he's got yeah. colored in rectangles on the side of his head. So a few miles outside of Nashville is, I'm hoping I'm going to say this name, right? Antoch, Tennessee. Okay. They have a lot of homeless camps in that area. So that's where he spent most of his time. And then on August 13th, 2005, Garland walked into a grocery store and said he wanted to turn himself in for murder. In a grocery grocery store? store? Could you imagine being in a grocery store employee and someone walking in there? Like, he's not a very friendly looking guy. Like, he doesn't look bad, but like, he just looks like, like rough and... So if some somebody like that came in and was just like, um, hi, I would like you to call the police so that I can tell them I murdered somebody. I'd be like, oh. all right, dude, can you please wait out front? And then I'd go lock <laughs> the door. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's so scary. Wow. So when the police showed up, he led them to the body of 48-year-old Johnny Paul Davis. He said that Johnny had said that they were uh, that he was going to help Chip chip in for beer and ended up not. And that made Garland mad and he strangled him with a dog leash. Wow. So mm-hmm. he uh, strangling seems to suffocating seems to be mm-hmm. what he likes to do. Weapon of choice. Which and apparently that's insane. pretty normal with m- males, male mm-hmm. um, murderers. Mm-hmm. They like to, um, it's usually like stab and strangle. Yeah. This sounds really horrible, but it's, it, it's like more intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So during questioning, he had brought up the fact that he had been with a man named Tim McCoy. And the day that he had been with that man, the day after the police had found him burned like dead and his body burned well and so while they were interrogating him about this murder that he said he did he also became a witness to tim mccoy's murder Mm. okay garland said that he was with the guy that i don't i don't know exactly days but i'm going to say days to make this story easier he was with the guy on monday left him monday night tuesday morning went back to his tent and had found him still burning like he was dead but he was burning right wow wow he then later confessed that he was the one that killed tim mccoy Hmm. he said that he had found out that tim was sleeping with his woman and strangled him with a money belt and then burnt his body with a cigarette lighter to make it look like an accident. Interesting. 
So the interview that I listened to with this guy was, it, it was just crazy listening to him talk. So he was explaining the murders like I was telling you what I had for dinner. Of course. Like it was nothing. Uh, it was crazy. The guy said, so can you just tell us a little bit uh, about why you're in prison and he goes, oh, yeah, I, I strangled some people. He was like, I did this to this guy and this to this guy. And, uh, okay. Wow. <clears throat> like <sighs> it was nothing. Like it was nothing. Hmm. Um, so this is what he said about Tim McCoy's murder. I had a belt. I had it around his neck. And I pulled until he quit moving. Now he kicked me a good one, almost broke my leg. And then he started laughing. He quit moving and his soul rode his last breath out of his body. And I <sighs> inhaled it. Ew. It's better than crystal meth. Mm. What a freaking weirdo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This next part gets worse. Oh, great. It's okay. a body rush. You get a tingling sensation along the outside of your skin and your toes. The rush can be almost as much. Wait. The rush can be almost so much that it would make you lose control of your bowels. Did I? Yeah. Damn. Well, okay. He then goes on to say that he thinks he didn't get Johnny Paul Davis's soul because he didn't get the same buzz that he did with Timothy. So he, he legitimately thinks it's the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like wow. he's, he, yeah, he's, he thinks that story. he ate has sucked up his soul. And then one of his friends, one of um, Tim McCoy's friends was in the audience during the court case. And um, somebody had asked him if he had anything to say about the people that missed Tim McCoy. And he told them not to worry because his soul was safe with him. And oh then God. she said, she said that it was disgusting that he said that. And she knows that his soul is with God and with mm. his family and not with him. Yeah. Oh I'm God. like, could you imagine hearing that? No. That's like the l very literal sense of like, why I feel like a lot of serial killers do what they do. Is there mm -hmm. like to keep that person? <sighs> I, it's creepy. It's yeah. disgusting. <sighs> he said he wanted the, the death penalty. He said he knew he was a monster. He was addicted to sucking souls. And if he didn't get the death penalty, he was going to do it again. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, again, like, I know he murdered two people. And I know that's absolutely horrible. But like, at least he's like self-aware. Like, he went to go turn himself in. And he is asking them to stop him. Yeah. Which I hate to give him any sort of credit whatsoever. And again, listening to his interview, it's like he didn't give a care in the world that he murdered these people. But I'm like, I, I don't understand the point that you care enough yeah. to not to stop. You right. know, like it's what is that? I don't get it. I don't know. Is that a thing? I've never really heard of a serial killer being like, I don't really want to. This, you know? It's just it's wild to me because there's obviously something mentally going on with him that he, he needs to work through. Yeah. And because it, he, the insanity defense like wouldn't have worked because he knew it was wrong. Like he still needs help. Yeah. He still mm -hmm. did all of this shit and he still needs to like figure out why he did it or like work through something like, I don't know. Maybe there's part of him that didn't really didn't want to do it, but he just like physically can't not do it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He he did say that he tried not to. And at one point he just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. I guess without getting any kind of help, I guess it was just a matter of time before he fuck it, I'm going to do yeah. it. That's got to be like the the biggest internal battle that he had every time mm -hmm. yeah wow 
And it's like what you were talking about earlier, like you only use a certain amount of your brain, but he was able to convince himself that this is what was happening and what he mm-hmm. was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that isn't, is doesn't constitute insanity. Mm-mm. But- and, like, <laughs> and then that poor woman that had to listen to that man saying that I have his soul. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just so traumatizing. That yeah. that man thinks that he has his soul and you have to listen to that. Like I would be mortified if that was my friend. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn. And then in court, while he was talking about the murder of Johnny, this was his quote. It's kind of a long one. I purposely told him what I did and had done to Tim McCoy I told him how I killed Tim McCoy, and he said, why are you telling me this? I said, well, because now I have to kill you. I'm going to give you a five-minute head start to get out of my camp before I kill you. I gave him a head start, but he was so drunk, he kept falling down and couldn't go anywhere. I actually felt sorry for him. I told him I'm going to kill him, and I'm doing this to put you out of your misery. tried to convince himself that it was for his good yeah that's i was just yeah just thinking that and i'm like that was again you were playing with him yeah mm-hmm. you were it's all about him. the control i ugh. he had received two 51 year sentences for premeditated murder that he will do 151 years and then right after do another 51 years Mm. when he was asked how he felt about being in prison for that long he said it didn't bother him and that he would um, maybe learn a trade keep my mind busy by reading books and do some leather work he (laughs) what yeah (laughs) like that's that control thing like he told them if you don't kill me I'm going to do this again. So yeah. he wanted something like that to happen, them mm-hmm. to put him away or to just end it because, and he got to control that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Still, it's just disgusting. That's so gross. Yeah. So the police had found public records that showed that he had lived in Arizona, Colorado, Louisiana, Florida, Texas, and Utah before he was in Tennessee. Hmm. They called all states to see if there was any sort of murder cases or anything that um, he could have been a part of. And there wasn't any that turned out. Um, Garland said that he had murdered somebody else and had cut him up into pieces and put him on train tracks to make it look like an accident. Hmm. But he's never been found guilty or tried or anything for any sort of murder for that. Okay, It's just been these two. And now he's just, he's in um, prison, chilling Ew. for the rest of his life. Wow. It's disgusting. That's soul sucker. It's so soul weird. sucker. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And uh, I don't know. Just the mental it's health hor- aspect of it really bugs me. I know. Me. I know. And I, I just hate, like, it's just so hard. Like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. And then it's crazy to me. Like, I don't think that he realized that, like, since he finally killed somebody, like, that's what that feeling was. Like, it wasn't because you ate his soul. Right. Yeah. And because you had done it the one time and then literally the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Killed the other person. Like, you, it wasn't all, like, built up. I don't know. I don't remember who said it exactly, but a, there was one serial killer that said it was like a, it was it was like a sneeze kind of like a, it it built up so much that like it had to happen or else mm-hmm. something else was going to happen. It's like um, it's like OCD, like when people yeah. have OCD, it's like it's or uh, or Tourette's. It's like a sneeze basically. Like it it builds up and there's pressure, and if you don't do it or if it doesn't release, then something happens yeah and that's that's probably the the soul-sucking sensation that he was feeling was that kind of like i finally release out of my system yeah yeah Yeah. 
Mm. Mm, it's sad. It's so sad. I hate all of it. <laughs> oh my god. This no. one really it was just all of it. Like the animals, the way he grew up. And let me tell you, for how crazy the story is and the fact that he's like known as the soul sucker and stuff, I literally only found one source of information. Like I got all of this off of Murderpedia. Mm -hmm. And then I had found like a YouTube video and a, um, like a short article about it. And Mm. both of their sources were Murderpedia. Like I looked every, I looked everywhere there. That was the only information that I could find was off of this thing. I was like, that's crazy. This should be, I feel like a crazy story. Absolutely. Like newspaper articles or something. He's been all over, you know, interviewing, I mean, like TV shows and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. and he apparently loves to do that. And again, it's just, it's disgusting because he just talks about it like, like it's yesterday's football game. Yeah. Because it's just something you do. Oh, it's so sad. People are so messed up in the head. I know. I wonder if like his life is is not better, but like it's easier to control for him now. So now he's like, well, that's what I had to do to get here. So this is kind of just like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what they do like serial killers once they are in jail and like, I mean, obviously you can kill people in jail, you know, people do it, but mm. how do they, you know, fulfill that or that urge that they get? I wonder how that is. Right. I feel like you would just be like, just on edge all the time on edge and like so evil. Like, I yeah. feel like you would start being nasty to other people. Right. Because that you don't have any way else to get that out. A lot of those serial killers are getting like interviewed constantly and they're always in court and stuff like that. So they're reliving and going back to the scene of the crime of what happened over and over and over again. So that could kind of like satiate what's their uh, mm-hmm. need, I guess, until then. True. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because it's, it's the same thing. Like their case is going over and over again and everything's being brought up over and over. I'm sure there's lots of like pictures and stuff, so... It's uh, it's nasty. Ooh, that was that was hard to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. They, uh, mm. I, you know, we've always had that conversation of like, you know, what do you think of the death penalty and everything? And I've always said, I would rather somebody have to sit and rot in prison than mm. you just letting them have the easy way out. You mm. know. And I feel like with serial killers, it's kind of like you are literally going to torture the shit out of them, making them sit in jail and not be able to touch anybody. Yeah. yeah. Then if you just gave them the relief of, you know, not having that sensation anymore. Yeah. I have my own opinions about the penal system in, in general, but I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I know it's tax dollars and it's expensive, but yeah, you know, I, you can't, it's kind of like, are you going to hit a kid because they hit a kid? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to murder somebody because they murdered somebody? Like two wrongs don't make a right. We can just, people can just decide whether you live or die like Mm -hmm. that. Like that's just. And the amount of cases where they ended up, getting the death penalty and then years later find out they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. And they're dead now. What are, yeah. you can't mm-hmm. bring them back. And usually I think you sit on death row for a while. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure everything's it usually depends, is a hot but... Yeah. Normally it's, it's much more than like a year at a time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's got to be a crazy, like, mind fuck just in sitting there waiting, knowing that you're oh, yeah. going to die. And, like, uh, the block so that you're scary. living on, like, everybody in there is in doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why there's so many appeals. Like, it's appeal after appeal after appeal after appeal. Like, you're mm-hmm. like, no, I will not 
Because I think you have like a certain amount of time. I don't know exactly how it all works, but I think you have like a certain amount of a time to appeal. Mm-hmm. I would wait until like literally the last second and then appeal it, you know, like yeah. stretch mm-hmm. out as much time in between that I can and then be like, okay, it's been what I have 60 days. Okay. It's been 59 days and 50 and five hours. <laughs> appeal that yeah. shit. Like- <laughs> Drop the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him I don't plead guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Call the governor. <laughs> Call the governor. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's how I imagine it is. Like, yes. <laughs> like really old time. Get the governor on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good sir. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> that is a good question. What, like, when you think of, like, when I hear these stories and I think of people going to prison and stuff, I think of, like, like Oz days of prison. Does that make sense? Like, what is your headcanon for prison? What do you mean? Like, what do I think it's like? Yeah. Boring? What what do you equate thinking of prison to? Is there, like, a movie or a TV show or something like that that you, like, no, this is what prison's like? Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Uh, like yeah, that's yeah. what I. It's very Shawshank. Is exactly so. Like what I think. whenever you think of prison, you think of that time period, and like that. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to you in your. Yeah, head. yeah. That's so interesting mm-hmm. to me. I've seen but everybody has different like, ideas. What is the, the like those shows where it's like they're filming inside the prison or whatever. Oh, uh, like a uh, scared straight or whatever. Scared, yeah, and like oh 16, yeah. Or something like that. 60 I don't days know. in. 60 days in or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think of because I've watched shows like that. So that's what I think of. I mean. Locked up. I remember locked watching up, a yeah. Locked Up episode. Was it Locked Up? I think it was. And I don't remember what prison it was, but they gave them cats. Mm-hmm. Like there was a certain group of, you know, whatever section of this prison and you got cats to take care of. Like yep. each person had their own little cat. And I'm like. Interesting. I mean, obviously, would, probably not the serial killers and the murderers, but they would do some wild stuff, like like make like mazes for them and like set up doors and stuff. And I'm like, that's it, crazy. Like you didn't touch certain person's cat. I remember that episode. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. I just remember being thinking that's so silly. And mm-hmm. but like you know, I think they were like foster, like not foster cats, but like cats that were in shelters that needed a home. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess that's good. You're gonna give a cat that's doesn't have a home to somebody that yeah. will probably love the shit out of that cat mm-hmm. right. you know yeah those shows were always so interesting to me it showed like the the like intricacies of what's happening mm-hmm. yeah and i wonder because i know that prisons are just not great mm. and i'm wondering if since the tv shows were there filming Mm-hmm. if they were like fuck yeah come film at my prison because i know that everyone's going to be on their best behavior mm-hmm. oh, yeah. if you're filming oh, yeah. could be unless they only went to like federal prisons they're like mandated i always hear that like federal prisons are so much nicer than state prisons orange is a new black yeah well, no, it's from, I was watching a YouTube video and it was like a whole bunch of, uh, there's like 10 people and they had all been to prison for something mm-hmm. and they had to sit there and line themselves up in order of who they think's been there the least amount of time and who's been there, like to who's been there the most amount of time. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy and he was, you know, the proper white guy. Then he had his like suit on mm-hmm. and they were like, this dude was probably in there for tax evasion. He was probably in there for like a year and a half in federal prison, you know, or everyone. I was like, oh, so federal <laughs> prison really is nice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Usually all about like money and stuff for the federal. The state prisons yeah. are a lot less, have a lot less money. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. literally a business. This, this, yeah, the federal absolutely. prison is not yeah. like. Mm-mm. It's also like the petty crimes and stuff like that. It's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
it's everybody mixed together, but with federal prison, it's very specific crimes. Yeah. God. It's crazy. Crazy. No prison. <laughs> I know. I hope to never go. Yeah. But like some some serial killers like really thrived in prison. Like they it's like a like when an artist dies and they become famous. Like once they go to prison, they're like, well, they can't hurt us anymore, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so buy, let me buy Gacy's paintings. Let exactly. me yeah. send Dahmer my naked pictures. Mm-hmm. Let me, you know. Um I think it was Manson. He was making uh, sculptures out of people's hair. What? And he was starting to sell them, but then, like, things got too crazy in the prison, so they wouldn't let him sell them anymore. And he stopped making them. So it was all about him, like, getting recognition and making money. Like, he still does, or he still did art for a long time afterwards, but, like, very specific things he wouldn't do anymore because he couldn't sell them. That's crazy. Yeah. Weird. It's so weird to me that I feel like that's always like the thing. It's like a serial mm-hmm. killer goes to prison, starts making shit and then selling it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's almost like it was like a reward for him. Like he wanted to be there. He wanted to be in prison. He would like go to parole hearings and say crazy shit so that he wouldn't get paroled. He wanted mm-hmm. to be there. Because he was famous in there. Yeah. Yeah. They knew where he was. I think, Mm -hmm. and also I'm sure, like, imagine if he did get out, like, he would have, he would have been dead, like, the next day. Absolutely. Somebody would have. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, at that point, they're, you're right. Like, they don't, why would they want to get out? I mean, they'd be. Yeah. Again, it makes makes me think of um, Shawshank when the old man gets out of prison mm-hmm. and he's just like, I don't, and I'm like, Oh, it's you so sad. To do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. I remember I knew somebody that got out of prison. He had been there. I don't know, not even a year. And, um, they told his family, like, be careful about what you eat. Like, mm-hmm. don't take him to go get a really greasy meal. Cause he's not going to be able to handle it. Like slowly go yep. into mm-hmm. that. And so they kind of like, cause they were like going to take him out to eat and like, yay. And then they were like, okay, I guess we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's uh there's a couple of those shows where they show people like getting out and stuff and they're like worried to leave the house. Like they, they just don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they've you're been not in there prepared. for so long. Yeah. yeah. It's not a, um, you know, a rehabilitation. It's a, like, it's a punishment mm-hmm. is what they make it. And mm-hmm. so like when you get out, you're, you know, and that's why a lot of people end up going right back to where they started because that's they have no, they, they have yeah. no way to, yeah, they have no mm-hmm. way to make anything different. And, and they want to get back in. Yeah. yeah. I doubt there's that, that good of a reintegration program for like felons and stuff. Yeah. Probably not. But, no. Because I mean, don't sure they have like halfway some. houses and stuff? Like, don't you have to be like I don't know how it all works, I guess. Well, I don't think out I of a prison, I'm... but like uh out of rehab and stuff, there's uh, like sober living houses and stuff. Oh yeah, you can that's go right. to that's probably you, what I'm thinking. Uh, like reintegrate or whatever. They help you like just get back to life. Learn yeah. how to be a member of society again. Yeah, and, and that that's... shit is a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. I had interviewed to work at a rehab to do like their money and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were telling me the amount of money that you have to pay a month, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Who the hell can afford that?" Yeah, this is why people don't get help. Yeah. And the the person <clears throat> literally told me, "Well, I mean, a lot of the money is going to come from you know trust funds, mom and dad." Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. Yep. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, how do you keep in business? That's a mm-hmm. brick ton of money. Yeah. It's crazy. In in our area, too, it's like we have a lot of um, well-off kids doing drugs. We have, like, mm-hmm. the designer drugs and stuff. So yeah. it makes sense that this area, it would be like that. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I say all the time. It's like this is the 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 rich people drugs. Yeah. Yep. Not that we definitely don't have the all the things, but we definitely oh, yeah. have the rich people drugs in the area. I remember mm-hmm. it made me giggle. Um, I was still living with mom. I don't remember. I was like eighteen or something, and me and Richard were playing on the PlayStation, <laughs> and it was like this new thing to PlayStation at the time, and you could like go into this little like your little avatar world and it was all these other people in their little avatar world. And we started talking to somebody that was also from Texas and I forgot where he said he was from, but Richard's like, Oh yeah, we're from Plano. And he goes, Oh, so y'all are like rich. (laughs) No, we're not. We're we're definitely not rich. Yeah. Not all of Plano is. Yeah. No. I'm like, we are not on that part of Plano. Yeah, I've, I graduated in 07, so if anybody knows anything about Plano and knows, anyways, uh, I've told people before, like, where I'm from and where when I graduated, and they're like, oh, you're part of that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, it, yeah. it was a big thing, like, uh, True Life uh, on MTV, that old mm-hmm. show, the first yeah. episode was about Plano. Mm-hmm. It was about was it the really? first, yeah, the yeah. first wave, like, we're... I'm part of the second wave of like the, the overdoses and stuff. The first wave, it was, it was an episode about that. There's even like a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it was a big thing. It's crazy. Our junior high is known as the pharmacy. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I forget. I know they all had one. I think one of the other ones was called the, um, the daycare. Cause apparently everybody was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one? There was another one that was, God, what was it? I'm trying to remember all these names for all these schools. I do remember the farm. I do know that the one that we went to is the pharmacy. And then the other one was so the, sad. was the, um, the daycare. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was called. Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not to brag about where we grew up or anything, but like, (laughs) (laughs) but the Uh. fact that I am like way ignorant to like how the prison system works and stuff shows that like, we definitely had a very, um, cozy upbringing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely wasn't, you know, for sure. Yeah. Once I, once I got a little bit older and started getting into the things that I'm into, like, with the harm reduction aid and stuff like that. Like I started learning more about all of that kind of stuff. And 